Welcome, Warriors, to MDC. In this series, I'm examining every single goddamn page of the Secrets of Shadowloo supplement for the Street Fighter storytelling game, intent on uncovering the single biggest secret on each page. Every episode covers one page, every episode is short. Secrets of Shadowloo was published in 1994 by White Wolf Game Studio. Today we're discussing page 19 of Secrets of Shadowloo. Uh, today is the biography of M. Bison. This is the first page of his entry. Uh, tomorrow we're going to get his character sheet, so we're going to learn all about Bison mechanically. Today we're getting his backstory, and it is in teeny, teeny, tiny print. There is a lot to say about M. Bison's history, more than you would expect. I think maybe the reason this print is so small, actually, is because the authors, for whatever reason, really did their homework about M. Bison's history. I don't really understand why, uh, but, but I guess they did. Because he doesn't just appear fully formed with his hat and his criminal empire and everything. Uh, he has a backstory. Quote, The international intelligence community's first record of Bison dates to the mid-1960s, when he was working for a Russian mercenary. Bison's early years were marked by violence as his mercenary commando unit was hired out to perform covert missions in Southeast Asia for the Soviet Union. All right, so square one, like level one in Bison, is a mercenary commando working for the Soviet Union. Quote, after the Vietnam War, Bison ended up in Thailand working for the nation's military ruler. Bison's military training under the Soviet KGB made him indispensable to the Thai ruler, allowing Bison to slowly usurp power and eventually declare himself as the nation's dictator in 1971. However, in 1973, the populace expressed their contempt to this foreigner and his oppressive dictatorship. A popular revolt ended Bison's rule. Bison and his closest servants barely escaped the mobs and fled to a little-known island off the east coast of Thailand called Riganka. So this actually lines up with real-world history. Uh, I won't get into the details, but the actual dictator of Thailand staged a coup against his own government in 1971, and then he himself was overthrown in 1973. So in this alternate continuity, um, the dark street fighter world, no Dan's land, Instead of the dictator of Thailand staging a coup against his government in 1971, I guess it was Bison who did that. And then in 1973, it was Bison who was overthrown. Very weird attention to detail for a Street Fighter character. But there you have it. I mean, look, we needed this shit to be realistic, <laughs> right? How am I supposed to invest in the psychic kung fu battle for the fate of the world in a setting that doesn't accurately reflect the political history of Thailand? So anyway, Bison and his followers have been chased to the island of Mriganka, where, I guess, the populist mobs of Thailand are like, Eh, that's that's far enough at any rate. I mean, we didn't behead him or have him hanged for war crimes so much as we forced him to swim to that island over there. But, you know, that's probably far enough. If we chase him across the water, our torches are going to go out. This is no fun without torches. So anyway, Bison is on the island with his few followers, and he's sitting there at his lowest point, flipping through his little black book of criminal contacts, and he comes across this uh, little podunk crime network called Shadaloo uh, that he used to do some gun running for. So he calls them up in what must initially seem to be a very sad ex-boyfriend call. Uh, here he is <laughs> on an abandoned island. You've just seen on the news that he was dictator of Thailand for like two years and then basically got physically chased into the ocean. You know, it's all over the papers. Shadaloo definitely saw it. And then, sure enough, they get a call on the old 1970s landline. Hey, hello, this is Bison. What? No, I'm sorry, it's... I'm in a forgotten island off the coast of Thailand. It's, is it late where you are? I'm sorry. I've had a little bit to drink. Listen, do you remember that time I sold you all those guns? Those were good times, weren't they? I don't know where you're getting your AK-47s now, but 
Oh, that sounds, he sounds nice. That sounds great. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know that things are over with Thailand. No, it's good. I'm great. It's good. The island is good. There are a lot of coconuts here. I'm in a good place. But listen, I was going through my things. And I realized I still have some fatigues that I guess are yours. And if you ever want to come by and get them, we could talk or whatever. So, if you want to, uh, I'm always here on the Forgotten Island off the coast of Thailand. Just give me a call. You could come over to the island. Or I could go to you. I might need a ride. I'm building a raft out of coconuts, but you know, it's hard. I'm between things right now, but anyway, no, I understand. You have to go. Uh, goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. Reader, they married him. They fucking took him back. I don't know exactly in what capacity, because the next thing we hear is about him exploring the island of Mriganka. So I guess he was working for this criminal syndicate from the island. But anyway, he and his followers find this uh, mystery cave. And inside the mystery cave, they find a mystery meteor. Quote, what they actually discovered was a large fragment of a meteor that had crashed on the island untold ages ago. The survey team found the fragment and brought a piece of it to Bison. Feeling the unnatural and immense power of this small fragment, Bison decided to investigate the site himself. So Bison goes to see the meteor. He goes with other people, but he's the only one who comes back. Rumor is that he killed all these people. When he comes back, he is totally changed. He immediately orders, build me a ridiculous secret base and build my quarters directly over the glowing space rock. What? Does this have something to do with the glowing space rock? No, no, guys. Hey, it's me and Bison. So anyway, in addition to a personality change, he also got superpowers. This is the mystery I was alluding to yesterday. Where does he get these amazing powers? How does he keep dominating these tournaments? It's because he's juicing on space radiation, but there are consequences to this kind of abuse of space radiation. Quote, his already criminal mind changed so that his megalomania grew to a cosmic scale. He was drawn to control every type of resource, human, natural, and mystical. His megalomania included an obsession with finding and controlling various mystical sites around the world, such as the lands of Tihok's reservation in Mexico. End quote. This affliction will be familiar to those of you who are familiar with White Wolf's lesser work, The World of Darkness, Pity and Bison, because he has been touched by the supernatural, and now, like so many hapless big bads before him, he is jonesing for nodes. In World of Darkness games, if you're a major antagonist, whether a faction or an individual, you'll begin to crave... That distinctive rush of controlling an area that is key to the plot. I mean, attuned to cosmic energy. Special places. Sometimes totally nonsensical ones, right? Like sometimes it's Stonehenge. Sometimes it's the Great Pyramid. But other times, like with T-Hawk, it's like, oh, this big motherfucker over here in Mexico. The reservation he lives on? For inscrutable cosmic reasons, it's just extremely important to you. You just gotta have that sweet, sweet reservation. And supposedly these spots are really special and unique, but if there's one thing we've learned from the world of darkness, it's that it never fucking stops. When you're jonesing for nodes, your hunger is insatiable. There's always going to be another place. There's always going to be another abandoned church. There's always going to be another serene desert. There's always going to be another ancient forest. There's always going to be a murder house or a cave or a scenic bridge, and you just have to have it. And that's what's happened to M. Bison. It's taken over his whole life. It's a common syndrome. It's sad to see. And it accounts for the highly nuanced conflict within the great literary character of M. Bison, as portrayed in the Street Fighter storytelling game. Because basically, he is a small-time, tin-pot strongman, right? He is just a guy who likes to dress up in fancy pseudo-military garb and do some violence and boss people around 
and maybe uh, terrorize and kill his followers from time to time, right? Modest ambitions. But this space rock got all into his chi or his brain chemistry or something, and it gave him all this psychic power, but it also, tragically, gave him ambition to match. So now he's got to spend the rest of his life out there hatching dark plots to seize sacred stretches of Arctic tundra or whatever the fuck, but it doesn't make him happy. Uh, you can see on his picture in this page, he's got his cape all wrapped around him, looking real defensive. He's frowning, right? We mentioned he basically has two expressions, big smile and big frown. This is big frown mode for M. Bison. He's stern, he's sad, he's withdrawn, because at the end of the bio we get on this page, he's locked into a life he doesn't want to lead. Quote, with his newly found power, Bison quickly took control of the criminal empire and built it into the global syndicate it is today. Bison then used his powers to force the politicians of the world to have the United Nations formally recognize Mriganka as a separate nation, thereby granting Bison's island headquarters immunity from international police actions. I mean, he's achieved sovereignty, right? He's bent international law to his will to the point that crimes are no longer crimes for him, totally taking the fun out of his life. And for what? For nodes. As any World of Darkness player knows, nodes don't feel good. They're supposed to. Everybody bites over them, but nodes don't feel good. Rolling lots of damage dice feels good. So I guess the big secret of Shadowloo is the fact that, number one, psychic powers come from this meteorite. And number two, it didn't just amplify his sort of mid-tier criminal character. It essentially turned him into a big bad against his will. It afflicted him with this rampant node mania, this desire to monopolize all forms of power. This is a man burdened by an endless fetch quest he doesn't want to be on. And that's a tragic fate, I think, as role players, we can all relate to. Let's all wrap our fists and put this motherfucker out of his misery. If that sounds like a good idea to you, join me next time as we look at his character sheet and discover why it definitely isn't on MDC. This has been MDC. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the top-secret Patreon-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that RSS feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Contact or check out the show wherever you want. I am Megadumbcast on Twitter, Instagram, Gmail, Podbean, your favorite podcatcher, etc., etc. Street Fighter and all associated trademarks are property of Capcom. This season's theme music, used under a Creative Commons license, is City Lights at Night by Revolution Void, whose work you can find at sites.google.com slash view slash Revolution Void, or at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash revolution underscore void. Thanks for listening. Now get lost. You can't compare with my power. <laughs> <laughs>